This is a good idea, Dave, recording the night before the last day of the show rather than before the pub crawl. Before the pub crawl. Yeah. Instead of doing it in the morning. Or during. Um, or during. <laughs> we, we might have a special episode. <laughs> a very special episode. <laughs> I'm uh I'm already beat. I can't, I'm, yeah. I'm cross-eyed. Yeah. Um, well, the good news is we got a four hours worth of internal meetings tomorrow morning. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It's more than that. Is it more it than goes, that? Oh, yeah. Until 2.30. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about before I go turn in my resignation? Oh, no. <laughs> no, we, 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 I thought we had a good day today. No, we had a great day today. No, that's true. Um... We got the interview with Major. Finally. Finally. At long great. last, we met him, great. and we got photo evidence. Yeah. What we didn't do, though, is I, I, I'm kicking myself. We should have got, like, today's newspaper and held it up. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that's but, right. Oh, well. Um, let's see. We had, uh, I don't know, I was actually, once again, trapped in, not trapped, enjoying customer meetings all day. Oh. But what it meant is that I wasn't able to see a bunch of the sessions. But you actually got into some sessions. I did. This. I escaped nice. the, the customer meetings. And I'm, I'm, I got to carefully parse my notes because I, the stuff that I read out of my notes, I got to make sure I'm not reading off the wrong pages that are sensitive. But, um, <laughs> right. but yeah, I, I got a whole pile of good stuff of from customer things I heard today plus... Mm-hmm. Um, some really neat things that is com- that are coming in uh, RHEL and being baked into Rev. Just really oh. exciting things that cool. surprise me. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wait, you you want to... Well, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So the first thing that uh, I thought was... was uh, one of the main things I thought was cool today was uh, seeing uh, NASA Goddard present yeah. with our uh, performance engineering people. That's awesome. So, you know, typically you see... Our performance engineering people do a presentation, or you see a customer do a presentation. But this was a presentation of how NASA Goddard worked together with uh, with our performance engineering guys mm-hmm. uh, to really do some awesome things. And I'll go into the details. Um, one interest. So it's three guys. Um, uh, the NASA guy, his, his nickname is Hoot. Um, I guess the the uh, performance. Uh, Engineering director, his nickname is Shaq, mm-hmm. and then we have Mark Wagner, who we need to come up with a nickname for him. So, if Shaq and something good, yeah. So we're if people need to give us nickname ideas, where where would they want to go? Connor? Right. So they would definitely go. They would go immediately to yeah. sweet to ggshow.org, uh, D is and Dave, G is and Gunner Show and help us give Mark a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So anyhow. Um, one of the so the interesting thing that I thought about this session was that okay they're trying to do high performance uh, high performance computing um, they're doing all kind of climate research analysis of near term weather long term forecasts for over decades mm-hmm. modeling um, and they want to do it in the cloud and typically people think well high performance computing you want to be as close to the metal as you can you don't want to have the abstraction yeah, the performance of penalty of, right. of virtualization or anything like that. Um, but these guys really want, they love the flexibility of being able to do a different version of, of RHEL or different uh, uh, loads of, of, of software. So right. having that flexibility is pretty cool. So, the, so, the, so, the, so the, the anti-pattern to that, or the opposite of that, would be, um, okay, I need a cluster of 10,000 machines running this particular version of software. Yep. And then if I want to run another related job, I would need another 10,000 machines with 
another ver- set of versions of software. Or you blow away the other ones, or and then you re- that one and reprovision then every single system. Yeah, right, yeah. which takes time and is complicated, mm-hmm. and things go wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay, so, so what are they doing instead? They're, how is it different? Well, they're using, so it was all about KVM, mm-hmm. and guess what was controlling KVM? Oh, uh, VMware, obviously. Nope. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> um, it's not what you think. OpenStack. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool. So That's great. Oh yeah, I'm just it was really cool. And so some of the things that they were doing, it was it was like crazy. Like uh, they, you know, you know, Shaq. He, yes. he can't do a presentation without a, a graph in it. Or yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, one of the things that they they were doing Linpack. Um, memory bandwidth tests and the performance that they were getting with Linpack performed faster on the virtual machine than bare metal. It's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. How does it? it how do they do that? Uh, huge pages. Oh, so they can optimize it down at the at the hypervisor layer. Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was like that's cool. Uh, you know, it, so it was like slide after slide. Of this yeah. and I'm like. Cheering and it was great, um, you know. And they're doing stuff like uh, they're doing stuff like uh, you know. The other thing you think about HPC, it's all about CPUs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they're they're doing stuff with InfiniBand. So being able to uh, do InfiniBand directly into the guest, um, cool. you know, it's you know uh, with uh, single root I/O virtualization and all that. So it was, it was really cool. Huh. Um, you know, things. Let's see. Uh, other cool notes that they were doing. Um, awesome quote from Hoot mm-hmm. is uh, Red Hat gives me more than just a distro. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And well, and he's standing there next to Shaq saying it, yeah. right? Because it's it's one of these things that if you try to, you know, do self support or you download an OS yourself, you're sort of on your own. But mm-hmm. whenever you need to work with uh, the, the OS vendor or uh, the InfiniBand maker or you know whoever you know having uh, a company that you can go to is mm-hmm. it, you know, he was like man this is really cool that's great um, other cool thing is uh, uh, you know he was talking about well for you know with RHEL six three they had to get some special drivers from Mellanox and now with six four it's just baked in it's instant mm-hmm. there and and then um, between from host to host as well as from VM to VM. With InfiniBand, they're getting 35 gigabytes per second. Wow, 35 gigabytes per second. <laughs> That's bonkers. Yeah, and I, I, I'm. You can imagine me. Yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was just one session I was in today. It was it was just how cool. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But there's more. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right, keep keep going. Okay. Uh, so I I went to a uh, subscription. Uh, subscription tool mm-hmm. session, right? Where where we had uh, Brian Carney and uh, uh, Keith Robertson. Uh, so he's doing engineering work with uh, the GSS tool. So you know Brian. He's he's talking about some of the things in uh, in uh, subscription asset manager now and things that are going to be in uh, in, in satellite version six mm-hmm. coming up um, as far as being able to, to do your, your subscriptions and all that. And a lot, I, I've seen a lot of that before, which is great. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. But when Keith got up, this is where it got really interesting, is uh, the ability to take our software and interface it directly with the customer portal. How does that work? 
with a so in a version of Rev that's Rev three two that's mm-hmm. going to be coming out soon. So three two is out now, but there's going to be an asynchronous release where you're going to see a little button or a little tab that's going to show up that has uh, allows you to log into the customer portal within the Rev interface, mm-hmm. where you can search the knowledge base. Um, if you get cool. an error, mm-hmm. it will. It, it will, you know, say something blows out and you get some error message. You can click a button. It'll search a knowledge base. If you can't find an answer for it, you can file a ticket right within Rev inside oh, the Rev cool. Manager. Oh, that's really clever. And uh, you know, and then there's other stuff that he was showing. So, uh, you know, it's funny. It's yeah. actually, I mean, this is the kind of thing that you get on. Uh, like, I don't. I know my phone does it, um, and I know some other like pieces of software will do it. Where like the thing crashes and says like, "Do you want to send a bug report?" Yeah, <laughs> or, or like, like you remember the. The, what is it? The Windows three Doctor Watson days, yeah, right, where right, right, send, right. send the feedback and you, I, I always I hit the button, just I hit the button hoping that somebody's going to see it. Yeah, no, it, I did you too. You know, I did it's too. never yeah. going to go anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But uh, but it's this will actually open up uh, a, a ticket. Um, the other thing is that there are other things for that are going to be built into RHEL uh, five ten six five that. Um, you can within a sh- their command line tools where you're able to authenticate to the customer portal, and then uh, be able to uh, update cases, attach files to cases within a shell. Cool. So think about this. Uh, so one thing is, okay, you have a RHEL system that just blows out, and you don't know why. You run kdump, and then you get some what twenty gigabyte kernel yeah. dump file, sure. and then you got it FTP it somewhere. Yeah. Right. right. So, yeah. So not only do you got to transfer this file to, you know, copy it somewhere, and then you upload it to someplace else. Here within the shell, you can click a few buttons, or uh, actually type a few commands, and you can either create a new case or you can append log files to an existing case. Like you, you could run SOS report, and it'll mm-hmm. attach it right from that system. That's sick. That's awesome. And and the other part is it instead of having this twenty gigabyte core file that has all kind of problems, uh, or, you know, that has everything in it, mm-hmm. and really, most of it's not really human useful. Yeah. Um, there are tools on, that can run on the system that will strip out only the salient parts that are really, really important. Oh, cool. And so instead of sending gigabytes up yeah. to the customer portal, you could send kilobytes. And that's actually better probably for uh, security as well, right? Yes. As I, so guess what happened after the session? <laughs> <laughs> I introduced myself. <laughs> Keith, and I, I gave my card. I said, I will be calling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it is, a, and I, I said, you know, one of the things that, that we run into in public sector is, you know, it's, it's great that we have this tight connection where you can blast a, a report up there. But there's probably going to be a security officer in the loop somewhere where we, you know, that they need to see it and yeah. you know bless it before it gets sent in. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, we could do that. And they're at, they're actually working ways for you to take their tooling and interface it with the customer's own ticketing system, like their own internal stuff. Wow. That's yeah, really so clever. you could imagine you could you might be able to have like a workflow mm-hmm. that could strip out the logs and then you mail it to whoever that yeah. blesses it and then from there you can attach that to the ticket. That's perfect. So it's yeah. I, you know again, I'm I'm glad I escaped. I got to learn yeah. all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I was really really excited about that. It makes so. me wonder what happened yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> that we did. Yeah, what what did we miss? <laughs> we're we're um but yeah, and in fact, we're still in the the briefing area of recording this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, that's exactly right. But how was your day? 
Oh, my day was fine. Um, it, it was actually, I had, I had a bunch of great customer meetings. Um, actually presented. Yeah, how'd that go? <coughs> I'll tell you as soon as I stop coughing. Man, my goodness, you need a lozenge or something. I need a lozenge or a whiskey. Um, so the or both or both. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we so Dan Youngst and I, uh, along with Joe Fernandez, presented yeah. the uh, open shift on the business track. Uh, yeah. That was great. We actually went long with questions, uh, which is really good. People are really excited about it, which is you, fantastic. Yeah, it, how can you do a pr- uh, presentation on open shift and people not be excited? It's never happened to me. Yeah, uh, yeah. People walk out of there feeling you know it's a it's like a tent revival. Um, yeah. yeah, people get super excited, and so I ran from that session over to the government lunch. Yeah, uh, where I got to actually I got to interview the the CEO, Mr. Jim Whitehurst himself. Yeah, yeah. Was how cool. was that? It was really great. Um, I some questions I asked that were like personal, like I asked him. Uh, about his, like famously, he was running Fedora before he joined Red Hat. Yes, um, right, when, right. back when he was a Delta. So I asked him, like, uh, what project he's working on. He was talking about how he's uh, he actually shoehorned Fedora onto this Galaxy tablet and stuff like, that, which was fun to hear about. Like, you know, the CEO of this company is yeah, you know, actually yeah. doing this work uh, for for fun, for giggles. Um, and then asked him some about some trends in uh, government, both U.S. government and foreign governments. Asked him to kind of compare and contrast the two. Um, we talked about how cloud adoption is going, um, and asked him what his favorite Red Hat product was. Oh, I thought you were going to ask him what his four, favorite four-letter uh, Unix man. <laughs> but what, what what was it? It was OpenShift. Yeah, yeah. And and but it's, but it was for reasons. It was for reasons I didn't that weren't weren't I, obvious to me. Okay, as a CEO, I w- if I wasn't on the OpenShift team, I w- yeah. it's like, which is your favorite child sort of yeah. thing. Well, that, yeah. that's exactly how I phrased it, right? Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to pick a favorite child, which is your favorite product, and he said OpenShift. And the reason was, uh, not, and he said, all the technical stuff is great. Um, but what's interesting as a CEO for OpenShift is that it is a new product in a new space that nobody has been to yet. Yeah. It's, it's literally we're, a green field. Blazing right? the trails. Exactly. Yeah. And so he doesn't know what the customer base looks like is are we selling to developers or to operations we don't know are we selling to the CEO or maybe we are um, how do you package it how do you price it how do you go to market with it like where do you bring partners in like all these questions which for more traditional products or well established products someone else has already figured all those questions out and really you're just competing on features and price yeah. uh, for this it's, you have a completely clean slate and have to uh, and have to really think about how you're going to approach market, which and after he said that, it made perfect sense. Uh, I can see why it's his favorite product. Yeah, it's an interesting problem. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that went really well. And then uh, Mike Jacoby from Accenture uh, right. got up there and talked about uh, his experience on state, and local, and federal. So, we got to talk with him as well. Um, he had some great comments about how powerful open source is becoming, uh, and how he really thinks it's going to become like a default uh, in the next five years. Um, and that we'll treat the proprietary stuff as kind of something left behind, um, mm-hmm. which is very gratifying, of course. It was very nice of him to say that in front of a whole room of, full of our customers. That was, yes. that was nice. Um, yeah, and then I disappeared down a rabbit hole of customer meetings, Yeah, um, which, you know, well, which, was, which was great. But again, I'm disappointed. Like, I wish I could go out and, and see some of the sessions that you saw. There was one other session I saw. Oh, yeah? I, I'm, I'm making you jealous, I'm you sure. You are making me yeah. jealous. I'm yeah, you want to go to the summit one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> You don't even need a pass to pay for the pass. Just uh, put you in the briefing room. Um, I saw uh, the cloud panel mm-hmm. uh, uh, entitled "War Stories from the Cloud." 
Oh, this is the one that Ted Ted Brunel, Ted Brunel was doing from panel. our SA organization. He mm-hmm. led that panel with our uh, uh, DOD customers. Yeah, and it's one of those things that you know we're worried about the travel restrictions uh, in the government with people not being able to come out. And, and that, that actually did happen to Ted where he had all these government people lined up to be on the panel and they couldn't do it. So um, their integrators that were helping them came out to the panel. Um, and you would think, uh, you know, with, with travel restrictions and all that, that, that there wouldn't be, uh, you know, a, a big attendance there. And the room was packed. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I tweeted a picture of it, so we'll nice. add that to the show notes. Yeah. Where it, you'll see Ted up there, and and it's like, I, and when I took the picture, there were still more people streaming into the room. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, sit down, I'm trying to you know, take a picture. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was it, it was a packed room, so he he Excellent. did great. Awesome. Oh, that's great news. That's great news. And it's always nice to, for me. It's one of the things you do at Summit, right? As you go, like for for you and me who work with government all day, mm-hmm. Summit is ostensibly if you're not trapped in customer meetings all day you can go and see these customer sessions uh folks from the oil and gas industry folks from telco folks from retail um and hear like different perspectives and i imagine i think the title of the session was what like war stories from the yeah the, the good the bad and the ugly yeah, right? right and um yeah and, and to have somebody who you know works at uh i don't know you know pick a customer uh, somebody works at suddenly i'm failing on my commercial customers i don't Oil and gas. Oil and gas. Say like, so I'm working in an oil and gas company. I can go to the session and hear how the DOD is doing things. Yes. That's a huge draw. Yeah. It's got to be really interesting. Great. Very cool. Um, And we saw Major. And we saw Major Hayden. That's right. Which uh, which will be... We'll have uh, added to the end of this. Yes, that's right. I'm going to attack the. I'm going to. I'm going to attack uh, the interview with Major on the end of this. That was actually a really interesting talk. It was great to get to meet him. Uh, super nice guy. Yeah, really nice. You're, guy. you're almost neighbors, right? Yeah, and we're almost neighbors. He's down in San Antonio. Yeah. Um, and uh, he promises that uh, if I go uh, next time I'm in San Antonio, if I visit him, he's going to let me use the slide in the Rackspace headquarters. Oh wow! Yeah, you wear the shirt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah no, exactly. Wear the shirt, um, and so we'll post a photo of Major. Uh, actually, a photo of the three of us yeah. uh, standing with Major uh, in his SE Linux T-shirt. Yep. Um, so, but before we do that, we got four pieces of news. Oh, uh, okay. That, yeah, there's stuff coming over the wire. Wow, this is like a wow. news newsroom all of a sudden. Um, so we announced uh, our work with our partnership with HortonWorks. Okay. Um, so working on uh, some of the big data, you know, uh, uh, some of the Hadoop. Uh, work from the Horton. I mean, we'd invested in them before. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually like deepening the partnership now, um, and I'll link to all this stuff in the, sure, in the show notes. Sure. Um, also, we talked about the Red Hat storage integration with OpenStack, yes, uh, which is going to be super cool. Um, so, from what I understand, we've actually created a pluggable architecture, so you can actually use whatever storage mechanism you want inside the storage subsystems of OpenStack. Oh, nice. Uh, so you don't have to be stuck with, like, Ceph for everything or Gluster for everything. Right. You can actually right. you know, make it pluggable and, and kind of pick and choose, which is super cool. Um, Customer Portal, which we were just talking about, yep. uh, once again was named one of the top ten support websites in the world. It's well-deserved. And very well-deserved. And uh, it, for me, I'm always... Uh, do do you ever kick yourself? It's like you run into a problem, and you start Google searching something, and like yeah, a half like an hour idiot. into it, you, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like, oh, I wonder if there's a knowledge base article, and it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. it's a half hour later, it's yeah. just gone, yeah, yeah. Um, great. So, congratulations to the global uh, support services guys yep. for uh, for that award. Uh, the <laughs> the last piece of news, Dave um, Slashdot, who we love very much. Oh, right, yes. 
Slashdot has uh, decided to cover of all the things of all the things that we've talked about this week. Yeah, Slashdot finally published an article uh, about something that was happening at Red Hat Summit. Can you guess what they wanted to talk about? Vi, uh, close, close. They are very excited about the fact that we are shipping GNOME Classic in RHEL 7. Yeah. That is the headline for RHEL 7. Well, yeah. Well, the funny thing, though, is it, and not to be the spoiler alert with the with, uh, talk with Major, is mm-hmm. it that's something he was really excited about. You know, yes. Yeah. He saw that and he was, like, right. jazzed about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, as far as the uh, interesting times, as far as with the opportunities with desktop and all that, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's it's not not interesting, um, but just compared to we're all the distri- other stuff, we're distributing yeah. our version of OpenStack. We're you know we, we made you know all these announcements this week. Anyway, I'm a little bit disappointed. In yeah, the Slashdot guys. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. That's well, saying. plenty of the other news outlets are. That's right. Kicking yeah. out articles left and right. I'd so yeah. running into press people all over here. Yeah. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, all right. What do you say we button this up and go get a drink, and uh, yes. we'll leave our our faithful listeners uh, to the interview with Major. Yeah, and I guess we're going to record next week after a rest. Yeah, after I'm going <laughs> to take a nap. I'm going to take a nap, and I'll see you on Monday. Okay. And then uh, our... and, until then, where where should people go uh, to look at that picture of of, of the Major and uh, ourselves? Yeah, great question. Uh, so they're going to go to uh, dgshow.org. Uh, D is in Dave. G is in Gunner. Show.org. So I'm Major Hayden. Uh, I work at Rackspace. Um, for a good while, worked on a lot of the cloud products. Uh, and now kind of transferred into corporate security and trying to bring the whole world of DevOps and open source uh, into corporate security, which is kind of an interesting challenge. Cool. All right. So, and a uh, huge SE Linux fan. Oh, of course. Of course, yeah. famously. How, how could you tell? <laughs> I, I do have the shirt on. So. <laughs> yeah, he's actually, we're going to take a photo of this because he's actually wearing an SE Linux t-shirt. Yeah. Um, it's like mad geek cred out of that. Uh, so, wait, tell, so actually, tell us more about your job, like your day-to-day. It's your chief security... Uh, chief security architect. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I lead a team of uh, really talented sysadmins, uh, network admins, uh, and penetration testers. And a lot of our job really is to help the business and kind of get involved in the design and build of new products or, or new mm-hmm. deployments and find ways that we can increase security or cut risk or kind of allow them to have a, a faster cycle time and not have to... Not have to really think about security while they're securing something. Yeah, right. So, so, it, so it's not so much like a response team as much as it is kind of prophylactic. Proactive. Yeah, right, proactive, right, right. So, I mean, if, if there's an incident or something like that, we may we may come in on it, but we're kind of at the very end, and we're the ones trying to figure out how to make it not happen again. So, mm-hmm. kind of uh, after everything's been fixed and patched and all that kind of stuff, we're we're kind of the folks that come in and say, well, hey, if that same thing happened all over again. Um, how can we prevent it from being as bad, or prevent it from happening at all? Oh, that's great. That's great. So, the, so what are your so obviously you're at a Red Hat conference, yeah. so you got some opinions about Red Hat. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about how you, like, what kind of tools in RHEL are most useful to you, and which ones are kind of least pleasant for you. Um, for me, I'm I'm kind of like a plain RHEL person. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, I see a lot of the presentations here about the enterprise vert and all that kind of thing. But I'm my whole focus is kind of the enterprise Linux part mm-hmm. itself. Um, so I mean, I use uh, I use KVM a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still use Zen. Yeah, uh, a lot. You know, even though in Fedora, I, I get it in there. So, um, but no, just um, I think the reason why I really enjoy using Red Hat is it seems like everything is is out of the box, kind of um, ready to go the way you want it. Um, 
as opposed to some of the other distributions, uh, it just feels like the, the flow between once you get packages installed, the process you go through to make sure that they start properly, make sure they start at boot. Like all that just seems to make a lot of sense to me. Some, mm -hmm. some other operating systems will just like uh, immediately start a process as soon as you install it. And I'm like, well, hold on. I, I kind of want to do some config first before yeah. I start this thing up. Um, and then, of course, you know, I'm a big fan of the security features, so, mm -hmm. so SE Linux is nice, even, even though uh, it creates a lot of divisiveness when I talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, the, so, uh, so at Summit, you're probably hearing about some of the new stuff. I'd like to hear, do you looking at, like, Firewall D and some of that, some of that other, like, the new technology? Or new, uh, listen to me, I sound like a sales guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so, like, basically, the new stuff that's coming um, in... Like I guess it's at Fedora now, but right, something yeah. that's coming up. So like System D, Firewall D, stuff like that. Have, do you have have you formed an opinion about any of that stuff yet? Um, System D is still a little wild, uh, <laughs> but it, I mean the the security implications, and everything. It makes complete sense, mm -hmm. and the way that you can integrate with C groups and the way you can integrate with uh, LXC. Mm -hmm. uh, Dan did a great talk about uh, containers. This is Dan Walsh, yeah, the yeah, Godfather yeah. of SE Linux. Yeah, pretty, yeah, <laughs> he got heckled for SE Linux in there too. But uh, but no, the whole way you can do the containerization and just have that automatically come up and have uh, the containers. I, I could talk for a long time about that, but uh, um, but yeah, I mean those, those are like the main pieces that, that I'm interested in. Yeah, cool, cool. So, well, actually, well, tell me about the containers. If you like that part, so what's uh, yeah? What's so I mean, um, I've always been a fan of virtualization. It's what I worked on uh, at Rackspace for about four years. So um, I, I, I had never really figured out what LXC was all about, or, mm -hmm. or Linux containers, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was it was kind of unique to be able to take a you know a particular process. So maybe if you had Apache serving up one particular website, you can go throw that um, you know throw that into a container, and it's and it's isolated just enough. It's mm -hmm. more than like um, it, it's not as, as thick as KVM. Mm -hmm. It's not even as thick as OpenVC. You don't have to have like your own OS, your own tool chain. Like you don't you don't need all that in there. You basically mm -hmm. are just like, hey, look, what I have from my base rel operating system, just use that. Yeah. But just like put this one little thing in in a container. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Like yeah. I said, the use cases there are pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so the um, so what do you what do you wish Red Hat had that it doesn't have? Like what do you think is missing? Um, so it, well, um, so we've, we've had some debates in some of the Fedora board meetings about it too, but um, kind of like a little more emphasis on the desktop. And it seems mm -hmm. like that's coming around in RHEL 7 because mm -hmm. there was a lot of discussion about uh, GNOME 3's classic mode, mm -hmm. uh, which I tried on Fedora 19. It's gorgeous. I mean, it is yeah. just, to me, it almost seems like that should be the default, and it sounds like that's what they're doing in RHEL yeah. 7. In fact, in fact, it's like of all the news that we've made at Summit um, this week, the only thing that hit Slashdot was the fact that we're shipping GNOME Classic in RHEL 7. Like, right, that was, right. That was, that was the only thing people cared about. <laughs> yeah, everyone's particular about their window manager. So <laughs> yeah. I think when GNOME 3 went that way, a lot of people kind of abandoned it and tried to go search something, mm -hmm. you know, uh, find something else that they liked. Yeah. Um, and I think some people found it. Like, some people were like, you know, KDE's fantastic again or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but I think a lot of people are kind of like, man, I really just wish I had the original style with the... You know, start menuish type thing yeah, at the yeah. top left, and my tasks at the bottom. Like, mm -hmm. um, so I think the the classic mode is going to be pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Plus, like the evolution improvements with uh, Exchange. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I've got Exchange at, at the office. So yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, so <laughs> it is. <a> <laughs> yeah. It's it's good for for some things. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Um, so I don't know what else. Well, I know that we 
Well, going back to the user interface part of it, oh, yeah. I, I, one of the cool things at the summit, I don't know if you saw it, Major, is that uh, you know, we have, like I don't know if it's in the support area, but we have a bunch of pods where we have the, the UX team. Okay. They're actually letting people you know get opinions on on uh, the GNOME Classic mode and the, uh, the new version of SAM mm-hmm. uh, that, that's coming out. and Because we don't want to like launch uh, something and say, here it is, and then all of a sudden the industry just violently reacts to it. And, yeah, and then right, all yeah, of a sudden yeah. they have to come out with a version 8.1 to, <laughs> yeah. I'm just picking a number, <laughs> to, to walk back and, and come up with uh, yeah. a user interface design. Yeah. And so, you know, that that was a cool thing. And that's, you know, we, and I think it's a, a hard thing whenever, especially in the open source community, when, and you probably see this from the Fedora aspects, where you have communities of people but you can't really have a top-down thou shalt, you know, yeah. enforce consistency. It's like you got to like supply pizza and beer and win hearts and minds to right. be able to make that yeah. happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But what I guess one a question I have for you, Major, is I know whenever I go to conferences, there are things that you know uh, that I see, and it's like I'm. I can't wait to get back home so I can try X out. What, what would that X be for you? Um, so, I mean, I've done some work with Free IPA and, yeah. and seeing a little bit how that was working with, with GSS proxy and being able to renew tickets, you know, with mm-hmm. Cron I was like, wow, it's, that's impressive. Um, there was that, and then, um, well, geez, also, like, um, uh, John Masters did the hyperscale yeah, the demo arm. of the ARM stuff. That, yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I was impressed by that. Um, it's a loud chassis, but but what I, I think you said something like uh, this stuff is more rare than gold, so I'm going to leave the fans on. So, um, so that was really cool. That's something, um, and then definitely going back and playing more with with GNOME Classic mode. Uh, I want to go back and play with containers yeah. uh, a little bit more and find some some good use cases for that, yeah. um, especially for. You know scenarios when you have an application you can't you know fully trust or something like that or or one you know that could be exploited you know toss it into a container and, and go with that. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think of what else. I, I can't remember. Well, so one one question I have because you're because you're you work primarily you work internally in Rackspace right to make sure the teams can kind of do their jobs in a secure manner without being like too much of a pain right. I mean you made a crusade out of the uh, out of like set enforce one oh, like don't disable SE Linux and all the rest of it. Um, what are there? What are some ways that Red Hat could actually make it easier for folks to leave things enforcing? Um, is it really just a like people got the wrong impression ten years ago and are, are five years ago and are, are and are still scared of it, or are there still technical hurdles that need to get need to get overcome? I think the uh, the user experience could be a little bit better because um, it is. I mean, every time you have uh, something where you apply an extra layer of security, you're going to have complexity. There's going to be annoyances. Like, I mean. Uh, all of us have, you know, a key that we use to unlock our door at home. It's annoying, but I don't want somebody coming in there to take my stuff. So I'll go through that annoyance, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think maybe some some basic things, some super simple things, is maybe from the get go, uh, when you install a server, maybe the minimal uh, package set actually has SE Troubleshoot Server enabled. So at least that way you get some of the var log messages where you can, you know, run that SE alert command and go get all the instructions that you need to kind of, you know, tear it apart. Right. Um, I know Dan's worked on getting uh, a lot more man pages out there. I think he said there was oh, like yeah. 700 extra ones in RHEL 6 or something crazy. like that. So yeah. that was pretty cool. And that basically you could go look in, you know, at a man page and understand like what Apache is going to 
you know, what's going to mm-hmm. apply, like what context right. you're going to apply. And he's yeah. actually generating those from policy. Yeah, that's, what's yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was just somebody in Brno just typing really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I, I, and I think the biggest thing is, is just getting people to understand that, you know, like, hey, we all we all take a look at uh, file permissions when we move a file from one place to another. Well, mm-hmm. we should also check the labels, you know, yeah. when you go from one place to another. So yeah. Dan's whole idea behind um, getting people to understand that they, when they do something, you know, oddball on, on a Linux machine, they're going to have to go tell SE Linux that they did it. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I think, I think it's just good security practice to, yeah. to go back through and review that stuff. Good, good so, hygiene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I think there's a few things, like, especially when you're trying to do an operation on the system and, and you just immediately can't do it. And you're not quite sure. You're like, well, what exactly went wrong? It would be awesome if there was a way to somehow, you know, if, if you have a desktop running, you're going to get the ABC denial alert pop. Mm-hmm. But somehow on the server side, I don't know if a better way to do that, to mm-hmm. maybe have something hit the console, but that could be really annoying. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, or even what happens when you have thousands of servers and right. something happens and you can't find it and maybe having it go to the central server. Kind of, yeah, use like Splunk or something to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Dan's suggestion to to definitely take all your audit logging and pile it into one place, mm-hmm. uh, and then review it or have alerts come out based yeah. on that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I even encourage people that you know if they really if they don't like SE Linux in enforcing mode, uh, Dan probably won't like me saying this, but uh, <laughs> throw it into permissive and just make sure that you're grabbing those alerts, uh, those mm-hmm. ABC denials, whether it's through email or something like that, because um, then at least it's almost kind of like a like an intrusion detection equivalent. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. if you get like five emails saying that there's denials in the system and you normally never get a denial, that's a good chance to, like... Yeah. Something's up. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Go over there and take a look. Yeah. So. Right on. Uh, cool. I just got one last question. Uh, VI or Emacs? Uh, VI, for sure. Attaboy. Yeah. Or, or Vim. Yeah. Uh, well, well, Vim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, used, I used to do Nano and Pico, but, yeah, uh, moved over to, to Vim. But, yeah, I can't do Emacs because I wear out my control keys. Repetitive <laughs> <laughs> stress. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, the, the escape key is a lot more robust. Yeah, <laughs> <pretty much. laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Major. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Cool.